I don't really want to put my phone on do not disturb because what if a trade breaks? Then we'll see it in the morning. You're just going to sit up all night and agonize over it. I need to know. No. <laughs> I need to know. I got to call man. into work. I got to call into work. I can't go in tomorrow. To- I'm sorry. Tomorrow's the trade deadline, and I'm going to have to call out sick. <laughs> I'm just not going to make like, it. You need a note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I excused myself. For my mental well-being. I'll write you a note. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is just getting better. My handwriting. Watch like everybody get traded and I lose my job. That would be a good time. <laughs> okay. Now we've gone too far. <laughs> oh, I'm going to give so you a nervous. cupcake award. You are now listening to Babes in Ballland. What's up, guys? Welcome back. I'm Jesse. I'm Amanda. And this is Babes in Ballland. All right, all right. <laughs> My first quarter notes were pitiful, but I feel like I just have to be honest and be like, it's because I was acting out. So I do have, like, first quarter stuff, but I have, like, nothing for the second quarter because I was in deep on Twitter looking for any news. Any sign. Yeah. Any movement. T-Ferg was warming up. We have a healthy squad. I can't remember how we need to introduce this, though. I'm having a brain fart. I can't even think. I can't even think. About we, how, could, we could start small. About how we're going to record this episode. Played the Cavaliers at home. On Tuesday on Wednesday. <laughs> it's not even Tuesday. It's See? Wednesday. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm too stressed. It is Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Shit. We didn't get the good snow. Oklahoma City did. Yeah, I keep seeing pictures, and I'm like, well, all of ours had melted by 10 a.m. That's probably a little extreme, but. No, it was gone. So, yeah, T-Ferg was back this game. He did not start. Dort still got the start, which I'm okay with. Yeah, we covered that pretty well. Yeah, so T-Ferg is back. I think they said that was eight games that he had missed. And I feel like we have a few walk-in outfits that we're going to have to discuss. Sure. So my favorite was Hami. He had, like, an all-black outfit on, but then he had this bright camo puffer jacket on, and I just thought it was a look. He looked good. The camo was also, like, multicolored. It wasn't just, like, a camo moment. It was, like, red and blue and yellow, and it was all big block print, which I really like because usually I'm not here for camo. Sorry. Yeah, I don't super like camo either. I mean, if it's Steven, I allow it. Although, I still said what I said. If he doesn't have beef jerky in that backpack, I would be really let down. But, like, I just kind of accept it with him. 
But well, I did yeah. like this camo. Steven can do whatever he wants. Yeah. It's and allowed. We're, we're fine with it. I liked the minimalist nader look, a gray sweatpant moment with a little pink hoodie. But then it looked good in the pink. It flipped to Chris Paul, and Chris Paul was living out my 1995 mom fantasies. I'm pretty sure my mom had that jacket. But how did he make it look so good with a hoodie on? I don't know. It just, like, it seemed like he was in a rush to get out of the house, and the only jacket within reach was his mom's. So he, like, threw it on because it was snowing, and he, like, couldn't go without a coat, but he was also almost late to the game. Is the vibe I got. I don't know. It was long. It was black and white, big block print plaid. And then he had on a black hoodie underneath, hoodie up. And it was just the way he was, like, swishing the coat. And I'm like, okay, Chris Paul, you can do he whatever was, you want. Yeah, he was super impressed with his coat. You could tell. Hands in pockets. But it just felt, it felt like kind of 101 Dalmatians to me. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't into it. I, like I feel it. like we also have to talk about Gallo's outfit because... He looked like a professor of a class that I would want to attend. He's very Ivy League. Yes. I'm like, sign me up. Tie moment. Sweater. We also got all the news literally right before the game that Pat Riley of the Miami Feet really wanted Gallo. So that was rather stressful. I literally bullied our friend Tim into taking a picture of Gallo on the bench because he was at the game just to, like, confirm that he was still sitting there. You need eyes on him. Yeah. Like, can can you turn your recording, like, screen recording on? Yeah. Like, I, ne- I need to see him. Bench. If he moves anywhere, you better tell me. I think it's weird that... The feet are in so much of the conversation tonight because Misty just messaged me at Misty Skin and was like, I like the feet's uniforms the best and their court is tight. I wouldn't really have expected them to be kind of the front runners for today in the trade stuff. It's not what I was expecting. And I don't super know what I think about... Andre Iguodala. I feel like that's a topic of its own, but there was all the drama with him not playing and then the younger players kind of speaking up about it. So he did get traded to the Miami Feet. I also think we should note that this was Chris Paul's 1,000th career game. Dang. Maybe that's why he was swishing that jacket. I was about to say, and I'm out here like, your coat was trash, and it's his 1,000th career game, but he's like, he can I have his moment ball. for that. What yeah. do you do? <laughs> yeah, I talk about it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, Tristan Thompson was still out for the Cavs, and I spent the first half of the game playing on Twitter looking for trade rumors. I was pretty, like, I behaved in the first. I was, like, watching my phone some, 
but I was taking notes. Mostly I just wrote down Dennis ran through the lane and tripped himself. <laughs> that was a nice little moment. But, oh, I mean, Dennis. I was on my phone a lot. My notes start at halftime score, Thunder 61, Cavs 53, <laughs> Schroeder with 15 points and three assists. See, that was after, though, you had played on Twitter and then you were mad because I'm, I was still, like, living in it, like, oh, my gosh, where's Diallo? Why hasn't he checked in? And you just kept ignoring me, and I'm like, I'll say it again if you're not going <laughs> to respond. I had to get off. I had to stop. I had to make a choice, and I was either going to have a game recap for the second half and have awards for this episode, or we were just going to have to sit here and complain about trade rumors for the whole game recap. The only other thing I really have for the first half is Baisley had that huge block towards the end of the first, and then I didn't really think about it whenever they were playing, but... As I just said, I was pretty distracted, but Steven did not shoot at all in the first half. I do have down that Steven got his first points in the third quarter. And I didn't, because I wasn't paying attention well enough, I didn't know if that was because he was busy with Cleveland offense and defense, because I'm sorry, but the Cleveland. Cavaliers were playing games tonight and they literally would not go away yeah I mean they were just being pesky they wouldn't leave us alone and multiple double digit leads the Thunder did I don't feel that Steven played poorly but Mm -hmm. I was shocked that he didn't shoot at all Cleveland came with that 8-0 run and then they had like the extended 14-2 run and I was like, guys, we're doing that third quarter thing. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Then Gallo scored, and SGA got a behind-the-back assist to Schroeder, and Schroeder got a nice score. And then SGA, he had a really rough air ball on an open three. The announcer was like, I don't think you'll ever what? get more open than that. I know. What was up with that corner? Because that's the corner that Dort – I think he may have touched the rim. I don't think so. It was way off. But he shot from over there, too. I don't know what was going on over there. It had some bad vibes. And then Dennis to Nerland's alley-oop. Like, you love to see that. Like, I come to expect that every game now. And I feel like if we're making that play, like, we're not too far off the mark for the third quarter. Yeah, I do have a Michael Cage quote. From the third, when (laughs) Dennis tried to dunk, and Michael said, may have been a stretch, but he made a believer out of me. And I'm like, me too. I thought he was going to get it, and then it was very apparent that he was a little bit short, but he got fouled, so he did get to shoot free throws. (laughs) I feel like Anchorman, because I have down Dennis up for a dunk. (laughs) Like, ending it with a question mark. He gave his best go. He made a believer out of me, okay? (laughs) And then, yeah, he caught that foul, and the Thunder closed out the third quarter, 84-81. to I also super liked when one of the Cavs players kicked the ball off of his own foot, and it went into the stands. And I couldn't figure out, like, what Dennis was doing. Like, sometimes you just really can't tell. 
But then I noticed that they went to get a towel to wipe down the ball. And the look on his face when he was holding the ball, he was so disgusted (laughs) because it must have hit a beer or something because it was dripping wet. And he was just so disgusted. Oh, it hit somebody's drink. I don't know what I was doing. I missed that. Yeah, so they did get a different ball, but you could just tell he didn't want to touch it. The most notable play in the first half of the fourth quarter was Darius staying up on that play and was and got the ball off the layup. He was like step for step down the court with the Cleveland player. And I'm like, love that hustle, baby. Yeah, I thought Baisley looked pretty good this game. It didn't translate to points to yeah. yeah like a ton of points but I did think overall he looked very good tonight he had some tough shooting but he was making the efforts and then the next thing I knew literally everyone was on the floor yeah I was gonna say I think one of the Cavaliers players was called for an offensive foul and then he was down there kind of tying his shoe and on the broadcast they said oh Dennis is helping him tie his shoe but in my head, I'm like, no, I think he's sitting there, like, talking shit. I don't think he's <laughs> – maybe that's just, like, my perspective of Dennis. But I'm like, yeah, he's down there checking it out. But I don't think he's, like, helping. <laughs> seem like a helpful person. vibe. No, I think he's down there talking shit, which I'm here for. And then when Steven was on the floor and he was fighting for the loose ball, loose bowels, and Steven gets the call. I'm like, can somebody help him up? Yeah, Why I know that, like, <laughs> he was reaching over the Cavaliers player. I understand that. But I think it was a weak call. I think there were a lot of weak calls in this game. And then just after that, Garland for Cleveland traveled. I feel like Cleveland did a lot of traveling this game. And I'm like, can we capitalize on some of these travels or some of these turnovers? Because, like I said earlier, we just literally let them hang around all freaking game. I didn't think to write it down, but I know they kept saying that the amount of threes that the Cavs were making was pretty wild. So I do think that's how they stayed in it. But they were just being very pesky. I will give it to Kevin Love. He had a nice off-the-glass shot. And then Cleveland had another three. And SGA came back and got a score and was fouled with no call. And then they got back down the court and immediately called a foul on Gallo. And I'm like, these foul calls are not it. I guess we should talk about the Dennis offensive foul. (laughs) Dennis gets ran over. Yeah, like I understand that he stopped, but the player ran into the back of him. And I feel like guards do that all the time he was called for the offensive foul and this must have been I think it was like under four minutes left in the fourth and he just got up and ran to the other end of the court and then they called a technical on him he was just having a little reflection time down there so that he didn't get a real technical, okay? Yeah, and Billy <laughs> did challenge it, and they did overturn the offensive foul, but the technical stood. So the Cavs did get to shoot free throws off of it. I mean, I just feel like him running away is better than him slapping at a ref again. 
that's what I was going to say. Like, just let him go down there and talk to Jesus for a minute by the basket. And then we can, things are fine. Yeah. But Chris Paul came in right after that with a clutch two to kind of re-engage everyone. Adams had the and one and a big rebound. Yeah. I mean, I understand that Steven does not have to go out there and take 20 shots a game to be effective. I understand that. And I know that, like, when everything's working, you know, everybody kind of gets their 15 or whatever. But I do feel like he could be more of a focal point of the offense. I'm not saying he has to shoot 20 shots a game, but I would like to see more touches than what he is getting. Like, I just feel like that's a missed opportunity. I feel like that he was getting more touches last season. Yeah. Offensively. But when I have down, just, and this is just in like a few minutes that he had the and one, he had a big rebound, and then he made his free throws. I feel like that that speaks to what you're saying, too, that he deserves a little bit more time offensively. But then he's out here telling the Oklahoman that he's really happy taking charges. And I'm like, sir. (laughs) Okay, Steven. (laughs) Like, I mean, I get it all. Like, I know if everything's working right, we don't need him to do that. But I want him to. Can I get 10 shots? And we've he seen can, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've seen it. He did get more touches towards the end of the game. Well, that's not even a fair statement for me to say. That's the only time he got any touches Right, was the end of the game. And then Dennis made his free throws. The most ideal moment of the fourth quarter for me was when Kevin Love turned the ball over. I like that a lot. Sent it down to Dennis, and Dennis made that three. Did you happen to remember to write down the final? Because I didn't. <laughs> the finals won. Oh, my God. We we did it. We're back at it again. <laughs> I wrote down 109-193 Thunder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> back at it again. I we believe that's supposed to be 109-103 Thunder. <laughs> Did you We're see? just giving the people the content they want. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct scores. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that Dennis made that little pop out on Sexton and SGA grabbed it up and Sexton was like looking around like he couldn't figure out what had happened? <laughs> I also noticed straight away that Dort had a headband on this game and in the beginning, I was like, oh, my, oh, my gosh, like, headband door, I'm on board. But then he, like, missed a couple shots, and then he airballed that three, and I was like, take it off. Like, take the, take the <laughs> headband off. Don't change anything. My so. favorite part towards the end of the game, like, with minutes running out, is somebody was talking to Dennis, and the camera was on him, and he was trying to look very focused and very serious. And then he just, like immediately broke into a smile i'm like you can't play too serious sir no i liked it a lot we know your games sir and we know you're out here playing these games yeah 
And he was playing big games tonight with 30 points, six assists, five rebounds, six, six man of the year, man of the year. Man of the year. I mean, we could quit our jobs now and go rap <laughs> with schoolboy Q. Oh my gosh, could we? I feel like we could definitely do that. <laughs> we better just stick to awards. Yeah, okay. You can give your Mr. Thunder first. Okay, I'm going to kind of cheat. That was a heavy sigh. I know, because I'm going to kind of cheat, and you're probably going to be mad at me. But the Mr. Thunder is obviously Dennis. Like, obvi. But that's not who I want to give my award to. Because if you want to give it to him, I want him to get it. (laughs) So, (laughs) I know that's cheating. But... I want to give my Mr. Thunder to Presty for not trading Gallo bid game that we know of. That can we, we know all of. just can we all just finish a nice game at home and then if something happens tonight, we'll just let it happen. And apparently I'm just grateful that we got a nice little home game and everyone is still together. And also I'm just giving out Mr. Thunders all over the place. You get a Mr. Thunder. You get a Mr. Thunder. We just want this team to stay together, okay? Yes. And um, to Billy Donovan for starting Lou Dort. We've discussed that a lot, and I think that was a really big choice. Okay, well, if you're giving out two, I want to give out two. Okay, I'm ready. I kind of gave out three. Well, okay, you know (laughs) what? I have three listed, too, so let's go. The (laughs) first one... I was pretty harsh on Shay. Oh, here it comes. The redemption tour. We're not like fully committed again, but I do feel like he played really well. He was getting to the basket. He was finishing. He was hitting threes. I just thought overall, much better night. He ended with 23 points, 10 rebounds, and 3 assists, so he did get a double-double. And I also know, like, he's kind of made rebounding more of a focus. I appreciate that. I just thought he looked better. The third one, wait. No, no. Wait. This is just the second one. Start small. I mean, we're going to give it to Dennis. Dennis is obviously the Mr. Thunder of the game. Yeah, like 30 points off the bench, okay? And, like, he always has the ball at the end of the game. He can make those clutch shots. He just played amazing. And number three is going to go to Nerlens for pouring water on Dennis's head post-game and then doing a little dance about it. All is fair when you've had water poured on you, sir. Yeah, yeah. So I was super here for that. Do you want to do your cupcake first? My cupcake award, I only wrote down one option because this is, like, who I knew I was going to give it to. Well, I guarantee you that we don't have the same person, so we'll be fine. Mine's going to Kevin Love. And I just feel like... The Cavs were turning the ball over a lot in this game, but I just feel like it's not a good environment for the babies to kind of learn. And I wrote down, he just literally spews 
holier than thou bullshit everywhere he looks. Yes. And I don't like that. <laughs> also, sir, you had a key turnover towards the end of the game. Literally threw the ball right out of bounds. I know he made a three after that, but everybody makes mistakes, and I feel like it should be a happy learning environment. And I don't feel like he's providing that. Yeah, I mean, and maybe we're just super spoiled. Like, I'm watching Chris Paul give his post-game interview right now, and maybe we're just super spoiled, but I definitely feel the same way I feel like Kevin Love is not happy, and I feel like that's translating onto the court, which in turn translates into a team spirit. And, sir, work with those babies. There's a lot of moving parts. Like, I know, I think they've won, like, what, 13 games all season? It's not fun to lose. Sexton and Nance are good. They're good basketball players. I guess I only liked Caleb whenever he was friends with LeBron. LOL. I I don't know. I don't really like him anymore. Um, This just in, Gallinari is being interviewed post-game with a big, a nice big black shawl. (laughs) And (laughs) are you you watching this? He's in a beanie that's not pulled down, so you know it's the condom beanie moment. And he has a black shawl on. Is he trying to fly straight out to Miami? Like, is I don't he know. ready to, like, get on his broom and leave us? He, like, whipped his freaking scarf around, and he was like, <laughs> I can either be here or I can go. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what is he wearing? <laughs> is that a towel? Like, he looks like he's been to the barber. <laughs> I have okay. a love-hate relationship with Gallo. <laughs> But I want him to stay, like, obviously. <laughs> I I said what I've said all season. I'm not ready to end this here. I want to see what this group can do. And then they were even, like, throwing out, I think I saw it mid-game, that the Thunder made it quite apparent that T-Ferg was available. So I was kind of all over the place through <laughs> the course of the last couple days. On Tuesday night, Stephen Adams was the big target then, and they were talking about all the Hawks stuff. And then the Capella trade and all that kind of fell into place. So I was like, okay, cool. Stephen is safe. But then they were like, ooh, guess who needs a big man? Houston. So then they were mentioning Stephen there, but that it really wouldn't fit. And then they started in hot and heavy with the Gallo stuff before the game. T-Ferg was mentioned. They said that the Lakers wanted Dennis, but the Lakers were offering us chump change. And we were like, nah. And I'm just all over the place. I'm about to change my cupcake right now. Dennis Schroeder is wearing a Texas orange Sherpa hood up with a shiny silver puffy jacket over it. Shiny? Shiny astronaut shiny to the moon shiny oh no oh no baby (laughs) what is that and i would be happy to change my cupcake because my cupcake is kind of hurtful there was a portion of time where i considered giving steven my cupcake award (gasps) i know gasp but then i was like if I do that, he's going to get traded, and this is going to be our last moment together, and I and refuse never to let that happen. And I'll myself. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But, 
I don't know. He did finish, what was it, six points, eight rebounds, and three assists. But I just want him to take, like, I'm going to be like with T-Ferg, like, can I get three shots <laughs> in the first half? You are hardest on those you love best. Yeah, this is true. Steven Dennis. <laughs> I don't have any what-the-fuck-Dennis moments. Nah. I just wrote down, like, trips through lane, LOL. But that's not, like, <laughs> what-the-fuck. That's, like, a little oopsie. A little also, Shay biffed it big time <laughs> running back on defense little babies all these arms like, and legs all the arms and legs like he biffed it big time but he just got back up and I'm like okay we're good just <laughs> we're gonna run that one off right. I'm waiting for your cupcake award I now am. I'm gonna give the cupcake award to myself <laughs> why because I'm very disappointed that I spent Half of a game playing on Twitter, looking at nonsense and rumors and bullshit and not being in the moment with this awesome team. Because what if it what if something happens tonight and I wasn't paying attention to what we have right in front of us? So I'm just so scared. I get I'm the scared. cupcake award. And it's like not easy that for this game we recorded right after the game. And it's right in the middle of all the trade deadline stuff, and mom is anxious, okay? Are you trying to stay up till midnight? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm trying to stay up all night. I'm trying to stay up until 2 p.m. tomorrow afternoon when all this business is over. <laughs> but then like, I have a hair appointment, and I have to be a brand-new, fresh woman, okay? So I'm going to that hair appointment. I'm like, is it 2 p.m. West Coast time? Because that'll be 4 p.m. here. And so <laughs> I can't. we might as well just power. We got a good home win tonight. The end. OKC 193, Cleveland 103. If Wednesday was stressful, Friday was fun because the whole team is intact. No trades. No wildness. We get to keep. All of our guys. And T-Ferg, he played again. We have a healthy squad. Life is good. That's how I felt like the Detroit game fell overall. Like, I feel like everybody had, like, a little time to breathe and that life was good again. Yes, I did go to this game Friday night in Oklahoma City. And it was fun even whenever they were announcing the players. I feel like Gallo got... A little warmer of a reception than he normally does. The crowd wanted it. I think everybody was happy that we got to keep everybody for however long that may be. We don't know. But the vibe was right. I was working. My coworker actually went to the game and fell in love with Gallo. Did she? Oh, yeah. Like, she's hooked. Hooked, line, sinker, gallo. And I'm like, girl, you don't know what we've been through in yeah. the last 24 hours. But does he's here. She, he's with us. Does she feel that way because he walked in like Danny Zuko? I went full Top Gun. You went Top Gun? I, I immediately went, went Grease. I went full Top Gun vibes. He had on... A nice pair of jeans, a fitted black shirt, a leather jacket, 
he had sunglasses on. And then it looked like he had done some light shopping on his way to the arena because he had, like, a little pink bag with him. What was in the bag? I don't know. I feel like if I asked, he wouldn't tell me. First of all. It looked like it was definitely top secret. What's in the bag? And what is Nader reading? I also need to know that. I asked him on Twitter, and he hasn't responded. I want to submit him to the Instagram page, Hot Dudes Reading, or Hot Guys Reading. I can't remember which one it is, because these are questions that need answering. He would either really like that, or he would block us. I'm not certain (laughs) which way it would go. The babes love a reader. Yeah, I feel like I need to know what book that is. And I was trying to even look at the back of the book because I can see, like, the little author picture down in the corner. And I just can't zoom it. I can't figure it out. We need to get some, like, enhancement moment. Um, Maybe somebody could help us out. I don't know who's listening. But if you can get us the information about what Nader has rated, you will be a forever friend of the pod. Forever friend. It was also fun because SGA will be in the skills challenge now instead of Derrick Rose. And that was announced, I think, before the game, maybe during the game. Derrick Rose had a strained hip and they announced that the Pistons injury woes are wild. And I'm like, relatable. And I don't know what is the point on a roster where you can start making emergency trades? Like, is it eight available players? Because I feel like the Pistons only had nine. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't even really remember that Reggie Jackson played there until everybody started booing him. And then I was like, oh, that guy. I know he said something. I know I didn't like it. And then I erased it. I have wrote down, what did he do? (laughs) Well... He is featured later, towards the end of the episode. I know as soon as you tell me, I'm going to remember and I'm going to get mad. Because from memory, I wrote Reggie Jackson, boo, 28 points. (laughs) Yeah, boo. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't wait to have that brought back to my memory. He was, he played well. Yeah. I don't think the issue was ever, like, him not playing well. I think we had a little bit of an attitude I know he said something. I know he said something. But, okay, we're going to wrap that up for later. And, yeah, trade drama, nothing really happened. We're a full squad. I literally acted like a crazy person, and then they didn't trade anybody. We did this weird thing where you were crazy and I was trying to pretend like I wasn't crazy. And then I stayed up till two in the morning being crazy. (laughs) Even though you were like, yeah, go to bed. You had to stay up too. Get off Twitter. So this game, I thought it was fun because straight off the bat, Gallo gets the ball and he shoots a three on the first possession and the crowd wanted it. They were all cheering for him. And then he missed it. So it's like, yeah, I'm like, dang. He did get one maybe right after that. I think Steven maybe got an offensive rebound, and then Gallo got the three. And, yeah, I mean, the crowd was just super into it. And I think we're all very glad he stayed. We had an update from our friend Tim, 
who was at the game again, and he said that Stephen Adams looked healthy. He said he looked good. He had 16 points, y'all. Yes, and I feel like straight off the bat, he was already more aggressive than the previous game. I know I wasn't too pleased when he didn't shoot at all in the first half of the last game. So I feel like he was more aggressive and he was just getting good positioning down low. And yeah, I thought he looked good too. I have down that Lou started, Ludo started, and Tferg also came off the bench. Ludo played 25 minutes for two points and Tferg scored one point. And I know I saw an article that said that now that the Thunder's healthy, they're struggling in adjustments. And I'm like, don't do that to us. You know, <laughs> don't I bring never, those negative vibes. <laughs> I never checked to be certain, but I don't think Diallo played at all in this game either. Interesting. And I don't know what Diallo did to get on the no-no list. But Nader's definitely coming in in front of Diallo. Hmm. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, I did write down, I thought Tifer got the clean block at the end of the first, but they did call it a foul. And I think he ended up with five fouls on the night. So he did get into some trouble. I really liked when they were interviewing Chris Paul and Tifer. After the, oh gosh, the period. Wednesday night. Thank you. Wednesday. He, after, and they were trying, the media was trying to get Chris Paul to be like, well, what do you think about Terrence Ferguson? And he was like, don't do that. You don't get to do that. And Ferguson was like, it's not about who starts. It's not about who comes off the bench. It's about being back on the court with my teammates, feeling good. And I really appreciated how the two of them handled that, which I feel like kind of just set the tone for how the Pistons game felt to me. Yeah, it was a nice lead up. I know it's easy to pin them against each other, but at the same turn of the page, like they're teammates, you know, So I do like that they're like, actually, we're not doing that. We're on the same team. Yeah, I just really like that. Don't push a narrative where there really isn't even one. Right. I'm like, that's actually not our storyline. Nice try, though. Yeah. I see what you did there. And I think it speaks to Chris Paul's leadership as well. Yes. So the second quarter offensively the Thunder did not look great it was like fine they were still at 52 to 47 at halftime but there was I guess a lull in the scoring honestly it just got kind of slower it did kind of pick up right before halftime but Gallo like straight up airballed a three the crowd was so into him shooting And he had several that were, like, in and out. And then he had the air ball. Steven did get two back-to-back offensive rebounds before the half. And I also liked Steven had super good positioning down low, and he got fouled. And, of course, he ended up on the ground because that's where Steven spends half the game. But then Gallo picked him up. 
like full on picked him up, but I'm like, Steven's kind of a big boy. He was up for the challenge. Yeah, he's like, I'm Italian. I'm Danny Zuko. Not a problem. I have down in the third quarter that Reggie went on a little run in the fourth, or to to start the fourth, I should say, that we ended the third quarter, 78-68. And then I know I'm kind of skipping ahead, but it just kind of, I don't know if it's because, like you said, that the offensive, the offensive struggles lulled. And I didn't get to get into this game as much as I would have liked to, but do you think that they just had trouble transitioning in the third quarter again? Yeah, I mean, honestly, whenever I'm thinking about the game, I feel like everybody had a pretty good night, so it wasn't really matching up to the vibe, especially in the second. The second was super slow, and then they really picked it up maybe like the end of the third, I thought. The only thing I really have written down for the third quarter, I thought it was kind of funny, which I know it's kind of a double standard because I believe I gave Diallo a cupcake award for kind of tossing the ball and making the ref go get it. But there was this moment in the third when Chris Paul was playing defense and he was on a much larger guy. And he came around a screen, and he kind of got caught up on it. But then he fought his way around to kind of pick the ball off. But then he was called for a foul. And I thought it looked clean. They called it a foul, like whatever. He apparently thought it was clean as well because he slammed the ball down. Oh, and he then, was so mad. Oh, yeah, he was mad. And then after he slammed the ball down, which really could have went – wrong if you remember James Harden hitting himself in the face I was pretty (laughs) concerned for him but he did catch it however after that he let the ball kind of drop and roll away and then he looked at the ref and he pointed at the ball and made him go get it and I feel like he did get the benefit of the doubt for being a veteran player because if that would have been Dennis he would have been suspended like five games (laughs) you know what I mean like Dennis just got that technical for running away and if he would have if he would have done that he definitely would have been suspended at least ejected Chris Paul kind of taking advantage of uh, being in the league a little bit longer yeah and CP just he had the I'm I'm just gonna call it the boo-boo face I guess I don't know he just had stank face he was like you pick up the ball But for some reason, I super liked it. He threw a little fit. Yeah, but I liked it. I don't know. And I know that's like double standards, but. Maybe it's because you feel like he's kind of earned the right a little bit to throw a fit because like day in and day out, he is putting out such a good. It's like we talked about about Kevin Love not setting a good example and yeah. how we feel like that Chris Paul is filling this role, but then there's still those moments where, like, and, you know, maybe it was calculated to kind of get everybody else kind of hyped up a little bit. Maybe he just really was mad. You'll never know. But it does kind of speak to how he's kind of earned some of those rights to, you know, it's he's not – you know, he's not Dennis laying on the floor. He's right. Not Dennis running to the other end. 
you know, he's like, okay, it's, it's my time to throw a fit. <laughs> if we're going to talk about Dennis for a minute, did you see that meme on Twitter? You know how Thunder Twitter kind of does the you just lost to stuff? Yes. Did you <laughs> Did you see the one? Where somebody put you just lost to sleeping shooter and then it had him starfishing on the ground. <laughs> I, I almost lost it. No, I need to get in there and find that. Oh my gosh. I wish I would have saved it. That I would like to use routinely throughout the season. Maybe right. we could do like a little side by side with Patrick. Everybody yeah. loves a SpongeBob meme. Yes. So <laughs> I thought. That was by far my favorite one they've ever posted. And I don't really have very many notes for the fourth. There was that super nice play with about nine minutes left where Nerlens was in, and he picked Reggie Jackson's pocket, and then Dennis dove for the ball and flipped it up to CP, and then Nerlens did miss, but Dort got the rebound and put back. So that was a memorable play to me. Everybody was kind of involved. Dennis was on the ground. Nerlens <laughs> kind of got the steal, and then he was running the floor. You all know how I feel about a Superman dive. Maximum effort. Yeah. You can Superman dive into my heart. It's a proven fact. So that was fun. I did think Steven kind of got some non-calls in this game, though especially late in the game. It was probably under, like, three minutes left. And once again, he had really good positioning on an offensive rebound, and they were climbing all over his back. And then they called a foul, and everyone thought it was going to be because they were all over Steven. And the next thing you know, they're calling the foul on Chris Paul, who was literally on the other side of the court at that point. And whenever they called his number, he had to look up at the big screen and even see what he did. So Was that before or after the fit? That was after the fit. And I'm like, here we go again. But he didn't do anything. And when <laughs> I watched the replay, he was holding on to the guy's arm, but not aggressively. Like, I never would have even have seen that. They were literally mauling Steven. And then they're like, yep, that's a foul on CP. <laughs> okay yeah I was not a happy lady and the fourth did kind of drag out a little bit because they kept fouling but Oklahoma City did win I have the correct score I hope for this game 108 to 101 Oklahoma City final which I think is maybe their fourth straight in a row we are still on the first to 100 Thunder Theory that if the Thunder reach 100 first, they win the game. And the Thunder reached 100 first tonight with Chris Paul shooting free throws at the two minute, 15 second mark. So we're still powering through Thunder first to 100, which I think is super fun. I can't stop thinking about it now. Like I go and look in the play clock time every time we reach 100 now. And now I have to know because so far so good. Yeah, and Chris Paul also had that clutch shot maybe with one and a half left in the fourth. So who's surprised by that? He was making shots when we needed him to. 
And I feel like overall, this game was pretty balanced. You didn't have anybody scoring any outrageous numbers, but literally everybody got their 15 or 20, which is kind of perfect case, I feel. I've got Chris Paul at 22 points, SGA at 21 points, Gallo with 19, Dennis with 18. I know we talked about it earlier, but it's worth staying, saying again, Steven at 16. Yeah, and he was much more aggressive in this game, and I liked it. I liked it. Shall we do awards? I'm ready. It's okay. my favorite part. You go first. My... That's dangerous, though, because we both okay. already said we only have one. It is dangerous. If you want to go first, I'll let you do it. No, get in there. Okay. My Mr. Thunder for the game is to SGA. SGA gets my Mr. Thunder for having one block, at least one block, in nine games straight. And the only longer streaks of blocks are Nerlens, Serge Ibaka, and Kendrick Perkins. I love that company. Yeah, you know, I was honestly thinking the other day, while I'm watching the games, I normally think SGA looks pretty good on defense, and almost understatedly so. Like, nobody ever mentions it, but I do think he does a really solid job. And then they gave us that stat about the blocks. And I was thinking back on it. And I feel like about once a game, he will reach from behind the offensive player and kind of poke it away, too. And then the rebounding. So, yeah, I agree with that, Mr. Thunder. Your turn. My turn. My Mr. Thunder is going to go to Sam Presti. For keeping the fam together, at least for the rest of the season. That's real nice, Clark. Yeah, and yes, he obviously would have made some trades, but he also knew that we didn't have to. So he was like, well, yeah, you're going to give me what I want or we're not doing this. And I like that. Somebody on Twitter was asking why Thunder fans... Why would you want Dion Waiters? And I'm like, I talked about it way earlier this season when we had the edible crisis and that Dion was obviously not happy before that happened because he was having some time on the bench and then he was suspended. And I was like, Dion's not happy. He needs a good home. And so we were, were just kind of attached. We get attached to people and if Dion could have been involved in a trade, I would have appreciated that from Miami. But it sounds like Presti was like, hero's not available, gotta go. Yeah, and I had kind of even talked myself into Tyler Hero because I think maybe we got an update that said, not that it was a done deal, but that they were closing in on a Gallo trade and they were trying to extend him. So when they said they were trying to extend him, I feel like that does raise his worth more than just for the end of the year. So then I kind of like talked myself into bring me Tyler Hero. But then I woke up and I was like, no, like I don't want to trade anybody. So I it worked out for me at least and what I was hoping they would do at the deadline. 
Feels good feeling good. Yeah. I guess it's my turn for the Cupcake Award, right? Yes, ma'am. I'm going to give it to Reggie Jackson. <laughs> I'm I'm ready. I'm all, I'm all in. <laughs> okay. Just because when Stephen wrote his book, he had some pretty harsh words for Reggie. And if Stephen doesn't like Reggie, then I don't like Reggie. So then I started doing some deep dives. And in the book, he had written about how written, wrote, written. Fuck, I don't know. It's super late, okay? He, he had read about when Russ was hurt with that right hand injury. This must have been, I think, like 2015 maybe. But in that time span, Reggie Jackson was the starting point guard for the Thunder. And he did play very well. I mean, I didn't have any problems with the way that he was playing. I had problems with the fact that when Russ was healthy, Reggie thought he deserved the start. And even in Seaman's book, he wrote, you've got to be some kind of fool to seriously think that you would be starting over Russ. And then I kind of got into it more, and somebody had posted this on Twitter, and I didn't write down who it was. But then they brought up when Reggie wrote SPG on his shoes for starting point guard. And I'm like, Well, yeah, obviously this ends in a trade because that's when the Thunder traded him to the Pistons. And we got Kyle Singler and that hair in return. But wasn't Reggie in the locker room acting up? I feel like there was some sort of altercation. It was just when he was on the floor, it wasn't good. No, and you could tell he wasn't vibing with the team. And I was pretty happy when he got traded because it just wasn't a good fit. No, I do remember that it wasn't a good fit at all. I, yeah, I knew that there was something. I'm like, I know I don't like you, but I can't remember why. Yeah, I'm like, you thought you were going to start over us? Okay. <laughs> That's cute. But then, like, also, he generally just has a bad attitude, I think. Mm-hmm. So he played well. I think he finished with, what, 28? Oh, yeah. He's not getting the Cupcake Award for that reason. I just, I don't vibe with you. Okay, Reggie? It's so funny. I mentioned earlier my coworker went to the game, and it was her first game. And they had some banging seats right by where the players come in. Like, she could have basically said hello and asked any kind of question she wanted. They were that close. And she sent me a picture of Reggie doing autographs. And I was like, you. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even remember he played there. No, I really, I forgot as well that he was a piston, but I was instantly brought back to those moments. I was like, you were a turd burglar to the Thunder, kind of like when we traded Oh, what's his face to Denver at the end of the season. And he was like, there's some things going on over at the Thunder. And I'm like, you're cut off. 
Yeah, we're done. Who here. was that? What? Who, who was that that we traded last Jeremy year? Jeremy Grant. That's right, Jeremy. Yes. And I liked Jeremy. So yeah, Jeremy's also on my list. Cupcake award. This cupcake award comes from the bottom of my heart. But Blake Griffin, where are you? What you where doing? Well, he's injured, of course, but I can't even keep yes. up with what. Well, he had a left knee surgery. It was an off-season surgery, and he's in an extended rehab moment, a la Andre Roberson. And I, like I said, my cupcake award is with love. But, like, where are you? Do you play anymore? I think he's kind of just in TV shows now. I think we've moved on to that phase. (laughs) The Baker Mayfield commercial phase? Yeah. I do like, though, that, Blake, when the Pistons traded Andre Drummond to the Cavs for two players and a 2023 second-round pick, he said he was really proud of Andre, and if Andre ever tried to dunk on him, I'll flagrant one you. And I'm like, sir, you have to be playing. (laughs) You have to be on the active (laughs) roster to flagrant one somebody. To Blake with love, you get my cupcake award. Yeah, I do like Blake, but the injuries, man. Everybody, I know everybody wants that moment. Everybody wants that Blake Griffin, Oklahoma City Thunder moment. And I'm like, I'm just not willing to do it. I read an article entitled Blake Griffin, Most Toxic Contract in the NBA. And I was like, ooh. (laughs) Like, yes, we want you to come to the Thunder, but that contract, though. Those knees, that big toe. The big toe injury is when I was like, well, okay. Did it fall off? Like, I just don't know. Maybe it was worse than I know. The Oklahoma City Thunder play the Boston Celtics. Did you see the video of Ennis Cantor? running watching the counting down the trade deadline and then running out to center court at the Boston practice court and like swimming on it and being like yes I'm so glad I didn't get traded like it was very precious I still really like him me too that that one hurt miss ya stash bros for life stash bros shall we just get into do you want to do hot or not you know I'm ready for hot or not. You okay, start. let me see. I want to pick a good one. Oh. <laughs> I can't Google. even say it. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Damian Lillard will perform Dang, musically <laughs> during Saturday night events of All-Star Weekend. Is it hot or not? I don't know. We're going to have to find out. I'm going to be like, it's not hot. And then he's going to be like, come out like Kendrick Lamar and be the best rapper there ever was. But something is telling me that this is going to be a not. Yeah, I'm just already mad because I picture him trying to rap. And then I also picture the meme and that face. And I'm like, it's not hot. It's not hot. He's going to be mean mugging with a boo-boo face the whole time. 
the boo boo phase. He will. I want to do my. I want to do this hot or not too because mine is also about Damian Lillard. (laughs) And so we can just wrap it all up in a moment. But I really want to know your opinion. Damian Lillard has to be held back after call. Do you feel like that was a good show of frustration about calls, or do you think he was acting up? We've talked about this before. Does one call lose you a game? Hot or not, Damian Lillard throws fit. It's not after hot. After the missed call. It's not hot. He literally made it sound like, and I know at the end of the game that is what it comes down to, but he made it sound like the refs missing that one play cost him a playoff trip. And I'm like, there are several other things in the game that could have put you ahead as well. I know they said that they missed the call. I believe they missed the call. And I think it's okay to be upset about that. But you can't blame the whole game on that. I feel like we've talked about this multiple times throughout the podcast especially during football season and we've always come to the same conclusion you don't lose a game because of refereeing no I guess unless you're a Saints fan dang that's Saints fans sorry about that yeah but true that's enough about Damien okay well let's just move on to the next one that I was laughing like a maniac for and not in a good way North Carolina blows 77 to 64 (laughs) lead with three minutes and 55 seconds left at home to number seven Duke I guess it depends on where your loyalties lie if it's hot or not I mean it's always North Carolina raise up so it's not hot that final score was tough It's absolutely disgusting. And I know that's just how North Carolina's season has kind of gone. But I'm like, y'all blew it a big one. And then when it went to overtime, I was like, there's no way they're winning it now. But, you know, I, like, stuck around for the whole thing, so I was just mad. You put the senior picture on Twitter. Yeah. It was a whole vibe. It was a moment. Yeah. That's not hot, man. They let me down. Also, my aunt's a Duke fan, so this doesn't end today for me. (laughs) I'm going to have to (laughs) live it at least until they play again. We already talked about this. We already know the answer. But I'm just going to say it again. Gallo, Top Gun, Pink Bag Present, Hot or Not. It was super hot. We, we, you know, pretty much covered that. I feel like it was worth bringing up again. It, he had the Iceman haircut, and he's got the mole. I feel like it's a very Val Kilmer-esque moment, and you know I love when Val Kilmer, you know, I love the locker scene where he's biting his teeth, being cute <laughs> to Tom Cruise. Yeah. And I just got full Top Gun vibes. I think it's... Like, I know they wear glasses and Top Gun. I don't know. I went straight grease, but I'm on board. It was hot. I was like, Gallo is here to stay for the season, and he's ready to work, okay? And I was impressed. You better work. You better work. 
I guess this deserves its moment as well. We did already cover it, but Nader walks into Friday night game versus the Pistons carrying a book. We're going to go double down on these walk-in moments as much as we have to because it was hot. Oh, yeah. That's What's why it reading? deserves another moment. We can talk about it four more times. It's still going to be hot. He's an intellectual man. I know. The book looks like he'd been reading it, too. Like, there were some cracks in the spine. It tells a story. He's never going to answer me, and I'm never going to know what book it is. At Jesse Post here, what book is Nader reading? Yeah. I already tried that, though, and he didn't answer. And I'm like, please, sir. I'll leave you alone, I promise. I just need to know what book it is. Hot or not, I can't decide if I want to go, like, for the gut or if I want to, like, keep being cute. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Kyler Murray, a.k.a. Baby Yoda, wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. Precious Angel. Hmm. We'll go. Go on. (laughs) Do you have a better selection? It's no, it's not like full five fire emojis hot, but I kind of smell what you're stepping in. Like it's, it, I'm going hot, but also it upsets me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Max Kellerman claims Kawhi Leonard is best NBA player over LeBron and is quoted saying, I'd rather have Kawhi. I'm still mad at Max from earlier this week about saying that Dennis Schroeder wasn't very good. So it's not. And maybe that's not a fair reason to say no, but I feel like I'm still mad at you. And this is just another one of those freaking apples to oranges questions. LeBron or Jordan? LeBron or Kawhi. I'm like, they're both spectacular. They both play very differently. Yes. Can't we do both? I have a really hard time with Kawhi sitting. Yes. He, I saw something. Was it, okay. I'll get there. On Instagram, there was a thread of all-star starters as tender bios. What? I sent it to you on the gram, but there's one with Kawhi, and it says his occupation is load manager. Oh. (laughs) I mean. It's to die for, if you can find it. Uh, but, yeah, they do, like, Embiid, Kawhi, like, the whole lineup, and they have a little, you know, bio for them. But, yeah, it's a Kawhi load manager. So I feel like you're not the only one who's noticing, ma'am, that he plays every other game. Yeah, and obviously I have no idea if he's actually injured or nursing something or whatever. I just see it from a 
fan's point of view. And I think if you're going to that game to watch Fly and he ends up not playing, that's super shitty. Secondly, I know earlier this year in the podcast, we talked extensively about LeBron James saying he was not going to do any load management this year. If he was healthy, he was playing. And so I do feel like that that pushes that narrative. So I know why the question is being posed, but at the same time, like you said, we don't, you know, obviously we don't have a direct line to injury updates, but I do feel like the Kawhi is taking a lot of the season off. Yeah. Yes. We're going with yes. Also not hot, though. No, because I'm still mad at Max. So if he said, if he asked the question, then I'm not if into Max it right now. If Max said anything, I'm not okay with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. Don't talk about Dennis like that. I was in my bedroom, and I heard Stephen A. screaming about Oklahoma City. I flew to the front of the house just in time to hear Max say that Dennis Schroeder wasn't really that good, and I was triggered. Triggered. Don't talk about us like that. Sometimes Dennis does things that makes me very mad. However, that's also Dennis, and don't talk about him like that. We're very protective. We're protective, yeah. I don't even remember okay. whose turn it is. I think it's, it's your mine. Turn. Okay. It's mine. I'm going to kind of, we went heavy, so I'm going to keep it light, and then I'm going to hit you with the heavy at the end. Perfect. Okay. Giannis picking Kimba over Harden quoted needed someone to pass the ball. I actually have that that as my yes queen because I'm like, let him know. So it's hot. Oh, my gosh, it's hot. I'm like, let him know he's a ball hog. (laughs) I don't know why. I've never felt this much hate towards James Harden before. I wouldn't even call it hate. I really just like picking on him, but yeah, I'm on board, Giannis, and it's not hot. James Harden. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's just not hot. The amount of shots that he takes, (laughs) we'll just kind of like squeak that in at the end. Like, yes, he's going to get his points, but how many shots does he throw up to get there? James Harden is writing this place for me where I feel like the adage, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Okay, that's fair. So, that's how I feel about James. Giannis is hot, though. Giannis is hot in that take. I found his TikTok account. I don't know what TikTok is. Like, I know what it is, but I don't know what it is. Well, Darius told me to get TikTok, so I did. And then I found Giannis's account, too. And I'm like, well, fine, I'll stay. I'll try to figure it out. Okay. Steve Kerr on D'Angelo Russell, who was traded to the Timberwolves. Is that right? I feel like it's the Timberwolves. And he was quoted saying, to be blunt... The fit was questionable when we signed him. 
Oh. Oh. I don't think that's hot. I don't think it's hot. That's I think, rough. Like, especially coming from a coach. Like, I feel like the coach is supposed to be on your side and help you and teach you. And he's like, yeah, wasn't a good fit, obviously. That's rough. I mean, maybe it just comes from a place where the season has not gone the way anybody anticipated, but that's a poor look, I feel like, for a coach. I agree with you completely. It's also not completely his fault that he reminds me of A.J. Hinch, but, yeah, I didn't think it was hot. Oh. Yeah. A.J. Hinch, Astros mastermind. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like that that's a perfect way to set up my question. I actually had a listener question, and I said, you know, this question is a little out of my league. I'm fairly new to baseball, and so I'm going to hit my girl Jessie with this. So my listener question came from... I hope I don't disappoint. Well, I mean, here we go. My listener question came from my friend Jonathan, who I had mentioned in another podcast is doing a YouTube series and on how to can a review for using cannabis as medicine. And he messaged me and said, Pete Rose, the Reds manager who was banned for illegal betting, what do you do? Does he deserve to? I think they messed up. So for the listener, Pete Rose was banned for illegal betting, betting, and he was banned for life, correct? He And correct. it is a situation where he was never betting against them, or you'll. Ha- I, this is why this is your question, but the question is, should they be, should he be reinstated due to everything that's come out with the Astro scandal? So I think this is where they messed up. Before him being banned, I was like, yep, I'm good with it. Like, he was literally betting on a sport that he plays. You know, like, I was completely fine with it. Conflict of interest. However, then they came out with all of this Astros stuff, and none of the players were even touched, and they said that they won't be touched. And we've kind of seen the downfall of that. I've even talked about Alex Bregman in his interview, how he literally Marshawn lynched his way out of it, like the commissioner, blah, 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 and he wouldn't give any real answers. And we've also seen how cocky he was over the last few years. So for him to not be able to get up there and talk really infuriated me, not that he owes me anything. But I just think it's cute that he doesn't have anything to say now. And it's because nothing is going to happen to them. So when I saw that Pete Rose wanted to be reinstated, and I think he wrote like a 20-page letter to the commissioner. Wow. Now I, I don't know what they do with that. Because we're either punishing players or we're not. I know the circumstances are different but either they're touchable or they're untouchable. So I don't, I really don't know what they'll do. It says that he 
argues his lifetime ban is vastly disproportionate compared to players who took steroids and those involved in a sign-stealing scheme. And my friend Jonathan said, in my opinion, it's time he comes home. I don't feel like he hurt the game. He helped his pockets. He never bet against himself. Only if for never, if he's not mistaken, he said he never let in on any inside action, a two-year suspension. Nowadays, maybe, he said Roy's being exposed, set the league back. And so he was very much for him being reinstated, but wanted to know what somebody else thought about it. Because this cheating scandal stuff is wild. Every day, something new about who's involved and who is not being held accountable comes out. Yeah, we can really just slide into my own honey, I guess, because I am giving it to AJ Hinch. I don't know if you watched any of that interview that he gave on MLB TV. I think it aired on Friday. And they straight up asked him about buzzers or a buzzer system. And I feel like if you didn't use buzzers, the answer is very, very simple. No, we did not use any buzzer systems. However, the answer that he gave was, we got investigated for three months, and the commissioner's office did a thorough, as thorough of an investigation as anyone could imagine was possible. That was his answer to if they use buzzers or not. And I get frustrated because obviously, from the commissioner's point of view, They cannot dispute the fact that they were banging on the trash can in 2017. There is way too much proof for that. So they did have to hold them accountable for that. But I also feel like they didn't stop. They got smarter. But because none of that can technically be proven, the commissioner's like, yeah, well, we didn't find anything. And... I don't feel like they'll ever be held accountable for that. And I just think it's disgusting. If you didn't use buzzers, the answer is no, we did not do that. And that's not the answer that he gave. And in the same breath, he was saying, I have to be held accountable. And I'm like, well, which is it? Also, in the new stuff that came out from the commissioner, in the paragraph about A.J. Hinch, It literally said, like, one sentence to the next that he destroyed two monitors and he didn't like it and all these other things. And then he turned around and said, but I never told him I didn't like it. So I'm like, did you destroy two monitors or did you not tell them that you didn't like it? Because both of those statements can't sit together. They're complete opposites. One of these things is not like the other. And you were either down there talking about hashtag code breakers. Yeah. I'm like, is this, which is it? He literally can't make up his mind. And I know it's because he's not wanting to incriminate himself. But at the same time, it's like, bro. Yeah. Bruh. So, like, I understand the commissioner's point of view. Because obviously this has been a horrible look for baseball. So do they want to try and sweep it under the rug? Probably. 
they did prove that they were cheating, and I feel like that's what they wanted to achieve. But I don't even think they touched the surface on everything that's going on. If you didn't use buzzers, you would say we didn't use a buzzer system. The end. Mm-mm-mm. Do you I don't even more? remember what we were talking about. No. Yes, I gotcha. got really, I knew I got it. really mad. I knew it. I you blacked out. Oh my gosh. I knew I'm it was gonna have gonna to happen. like listen to that editing and see what I even said. I don't know. I knew it was gonna happen. So while we're so angry, <laughs> I'm gonna give my oh honey award. We're getting wild. My oh honey if, award. If this is what I think it is. I'm like, bring it on, because I'm already mad. <laughs> let's, let's go, <laughs> okay? I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. That's the only rule I want to make. Same. But you already know what I'm about to say. He who shall not be named was on a podcast this week during trade deadline because he wasn't getting any attention. It was a podcast called All the Smoke. I haven't decided if I want to listen to it or not. The quote I have is, in OKC, I played with a lot of athletes. I didn't play with a lot of skilled guys, not like shooters or ball handlers. I was like, I need a change. And this was before the season even started. I was tired of having to be the only guy that can make threes, make jump shots, and be consistent. Sir, <laughs> you're making Sir. a lot of noise. Why is he still talking about us? I Why understand. Are you so obsessed with me. I know. I understand he was on a podcast, and I'm sure it they was asked. a question. Yes. Oh, yeah. However, he keeps buying into it, and the only person that would buy into it at that level and go to the lengths that he has over it is someone that doesn't feel very good about their decisions, I feel. And that has nothing to do with us. And please stop talking about us. And that's it. Honey, and that's it. Cut the shit. Yeah. And then I think I saw like a clip of that as well. And he was talking about how Golden State was an up-and-coming team, and he fucked with them. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> well, why are you still talking about us then? Mm-mm-mm. Let all the hate out. Mm. If you have hate in your heart, let it out. I was kind of wondering if that was going to be your oh, honey, or not. I sat silently for five minutes trying to decide if I even wanted to give it any attention because that's the key is just like you said on Twitter, he's like the ex when things are going well. He slides into your DMs. He acted up whenever Russ was supposed to come back to Oklahoma City. The Thunder were getting a lot of attention with trade deadline stuff, and guess who popped up again? Mm. You know, I don't know. I just don't think that wasn't planned. Because once again, the Thunder were being talked about, and then so was he. And you can't sit with us, sir. If you have to insert yourself into the conversation 
for continued relevance. I think that speaks a lot. I feel like our pen tweet definitely clears that up. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance to check out the Babes and Ballians pen tweet, it's all you need to know about our feelings. And we're never going to change our mind. Yeah, I was just about to say, I don't think we can ever change the pen tweet. Like, it sets the tone. And we were just on this road to redemption. And now he's acting up again. And I'm going to yeah. have to, like, work myself back up to that forgiveness level. How many platforms do I have to block him on before he goes away? <laughs> I'm still my trying th- to get that sorted out on why he's on my timeline. Let's let's change the subject. Can I do my yes, queen? Because it's about another former Thunder player. Well, sure. Okay, okay. My yes, queen, goes straight to Serge Ibaka. For his Lenny Kravitz blanket scarf moment, while maybe a bit ridiculous, yes, but guess what? We're all talking about it. And then he said, I don't drip, I do art, and I am living. He doesn't drip like these little boys. He's sophisticated. He's Sergi Baca. See, I would have went more oh honey with that scarf. Nope. Nope. It's a whole... It's a whole thing. Like, that's the type of blanket I need in my car because my heater's out right now. Like, that's not a scarf. Whether I agree with the fashion choice or not, <laughs> it was the whole mood surrounding the whole, the whole thing. Okay. The confidence. You also have always liked Surge. I live. We can do my pinky power play. We had kind of discussed this earlier after the Wednesday game. That was T. Ferg's first game back after missing, I believe, eight games for personal reasons. And they had interviewed T. Ferg first and Chris Paul went second. And he just really stood up for him. And I liked that. He said, I don't know who just asked that question to Ferg about not starting. That's tough. As a team, don't do that to him. Selfless guys like that, they want to win. I know you all have a job to do, but respect him enough to not pit him against his teammate like that. And that is a pinky power move, sir, and I see you, and I really like that. Jesse and I are on such the same wavelength this week. We finished each other's sentence by accident earlier this week. Our notes done separately we do not do our notes together we don't really share any of our awards because we want it to be fun and a surprise and you can tell already just how much repeat we've had because it's just been such a good week for thunder basketball and i can tell that we're really feeling it because my pinky power play also is chris paul for his quote it's us once the deadline passes i don't care what they said, this or that is going to happen. We're going to make a run at this thing, and we've got our group. And, sir, that's the security I need from my that's leader. That's all I ever wanted to hear. And that's a pinky power move. Yeah. When he said, it's us, I was like, yeah, it is. I'm ready. 
break my Has heart. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's coming, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. He, he's not going <laughs> to. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to stay. And no. then. But now. Well, now we're to the part where I'm almost mad again because I was mad at the beginning of the season and I decided I didn't like him. And then I started watching and I was like, crap, you're kind of okay. And now I'm like fully on board. So I'm just starting to get mad again because I know how this ends. Like I'm not naive. I know how it ends. But also I'm like, if you want to like hang out, it could be fun. Oh, it could be fun. It has been fun. And that's why I gave myself the cupcake award during the last game, not the Pistons game, but the one before, because I'm like, you're not enjoying the moment, ma'am. And Chris Paul is offering you the security you need right now. This will come full circle and this will end with me mad at him. I'm fully aware of that. But for right now, I'm super on board. I hope it's one of those gone with the wind moments where I'm like, if you love something, you'll set it free. But Rhett didn't come back. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still like, I go full the notebook scene. Like, what do you want? Like, just let me know. And you can stay. And it's fine. And I know I'm going to be crushed. And that's why I get mad. I'm already mad again. <laughs> or is this just like residual AJ Hinch hate? I'm not certain. So many emotions, hot or not, really brought the fire. And then I feel like all of our awards were Thunder related. Pretty much, yeah. My Tim Tebow is also Thunder related. My Tim Tebow is basketball related. I'm going to the Spurs game on Tuesday night. So that's what I'm excited about. I don't think my jersey is going to get here in time, which I'm sad. Who's jersey did you I don't buy? even want to tell you because you think it's bad juju. Whose jersey did you buy? You think it's bad juju. <laughs> Whose jersey <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. You buy. I'm not going to tell you now. Oh, my God. You'll have this to wait and see if I'm on the TVs. This is how it starts. <laughs> It's also my first, like, Thunder jersey purchase. I've never gotten one before. Well, here's a little background for funsies. This is getting (laughs) carried away, but here we go. I bought my husband a Harden t-shirt. He got traded. I bought my husband an Ibaka t-shirt. He got traded. I bought my husband a Kevin Durant t-shirt. No, 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 no. You bought me a Kevin Durant t-shirt. There and was a picture on how Facebook that went down. of me and a Kevin Durant t-shirt, and I'm like, take it down. Like, I don't know who posted that picture, but it's got to go. And since that time, we do not allow player shirts in this house because I feel bad juju. I am comfortable in my decision because you know, I got a Steven Adams Jersey. And however, if it does end, that's that's, if it does end at the end of the season and he gets traded, 
I will not ever for one time look back at his time with the Thunder and be mad. So even if he gets traded, I will still wear that jersey and be happy to wear it. That's fair. I, it's, it's all very fair. It's just uh, my palms are sweaty and my knees are weak. Yeah. I mean, same. Jersey juju. Yeah. Mama's anxious. But that's also the one I wanted. I'm a wild I lady. Were, for a second, I thought you were going to say Chris Paul. I don't know oh. why I thought that. Oh. I don't know. Like, it just, like, I was like, did she get a Chris Paul jersey? I'm like, sure. I don't know. Stranger things have happened. No, I went Steven. I don't know why I didn't think that. And that's, that's, it's perfect and precious. And I'm trying not to let any negative thoughts enter about said jersey the end it'll be maybe fine it's gonna be fine i am really excited i am tim tebow excited to spend a little time on youtube tonight and check out the kevin hart and jr smith interview it was quite funny i had to send it straight your way i only saw the clip of Kevin Hart doing the LeBron impression oh and JR literally crying and yeah. he's like I work hard every day <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I'm already like chuckling to myself about that and I'm really excited to get a little free time on YouTube there is a new Gridiron Heights episode there's a new Trixie and Katia episode and the Kevin Hart J.R. Smith ice bath interview I'm excited I love that series. I watched just about all of them. If you ask me if it was hot or not, it's hot. It's hot. You know, you could let us know. We would love for you guys to let us know what you think is hot or not. We would love to cover it. I saved a really good hot or not and got Jessie really in her feelings about baseball from a listener question this week. If you want to let us know, I am at Mrs. Bacalakis on Twitter. And I'm at Jesse Post here. Thanks for spending some time with us in Ballland.